Oh, look, the kitty cat, too. You might have to open the door for the kitty cat. That'll be so cute. Hang on. I got to move the camera for that just because. Or what are you doing, kitty cat? <laughs> Hang out with your mom there. Sure. There we go. <laughs> oh. Well, it's always something for everybody. Oh, I missed it. I, of course, all that, and I missed it. All right. Well, anyway... <laughs> That's that's the story. That's the story of my life. Okay, well, welcome back to the Late Night Playset. My name is Jay Ryan. I will be your host this evening. It's going to be a good time, I guarantee it. Uh, I don't want to say I can see the future, but I have seen the future, and it's a good time. Today is Tuesday, December 8th. I'll try that again. Today is Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. Uh, we already told you my name is Jay Ryan, and uh, Mrs. Ryan is right over here. There she is. Hello, hello. There we go. <laughs> Turned into a ventriloquist act. Um, good stuff tonight. Good stuff. Our guest for the hour is actor, comedian, uh, host of Top Gear USA, Adam Ferrara. Adam Ferrara is here. Uh, we couldn't be more excited. He has become a fast friend. We only met recently, and we, uh, uh, well, I guess you'll see in a little bit. <laughs> He's texting me right now, by the way, as a matter of fact. <laughs> He's, he has an idea. Um, um, so we're, we're, we're going to get right into that. But I want to – oh, gosh, here we go. But I want to tell you a little story real quick. The other day we were up at Breakfast Club. Great time up at Breakfast Club. Shout out to everybody who came up. Uh, this was Friday of last week. And uh, our buddy guards rad, David Torres, has been uh, back at Breakfast Club. He's one of the original guys almost. And um, started coming in the very, very beginning, over three years ago for sure. And uh, um, it's no secret that we I drive people's cars up there sometimes. Sometimes people want me to drive their cars. Sometimes I'm curious and may ask to drive somebody's car. Um, um, and and it's, it's, it's great fun. Sometimes we're checking setups. Sometimes we just want to know what a stock car is like, you know, maybe something new that we haven't driven. Um, something that kind of like the professionals do all the time. <laughs> With the, I mean, they're actually reviewing cars and things like that. But, but the access they have to just drive anything. Luckily, we have a, a good friend in Paul Kennel who has a cavalcade of cars. What was it in, in uh, used cars? A whole mile of cars. He has a whole mile of cars. Definitely has a whole pile of cars uh, down there at Auto Kennel. And uh, he always drives something different. He has a bunch of his own cars. He has uh, customer cars that are trying to be sold sometimes. So sometimes we do videos for that as well. Anyway, what happened the other day was uh, he showed up in a GT3 RS uh, 991 and um, – I was curious and I wanted to have a go and our buddy David was there who has recently come back to Breakfast Club. He's been busy with life. He just had a second kid last year. Just all the things. He also he blew his engine. He, well, he rolled his first 911 down the crest. Uh, you may all remember that. And uh, in fact, it was the same day that this furniture was delivered to us, the actual David Letterman set. We were all excited. <laughs> we were all excited. Oh, this is amazing. And then we get a text from Freddie at Newcomb's Ranch which says, uh, oh my God, Jay, is David okay? Oh gosh. He was totally fine, luckily. Uh, but then he blew his engine in his, in his second 911, the 77 Guards Rad. Uh, so that's been being rebuilt for the past year. So he hasn't been around as much. All cut to. He's very enthusiastic to be back. <laughs> that's what I want to tell you. He's so excited. And I couldn't be more excited to have my buddy back. Uh, with that, I invited him to come with me to take this GT3 RS out. While we were going, he had his cell phone with him and he decided to start filming. Or maybe he was already filming and he told me he was filming, whatever. Um, and uh, and we got up to the top where we go to. There's a gate where it's closed currently. So this is a, a closed section of road, I should also say. That's <laughs> fair. Um, especially when you see the video. Uh, um, 
by the time we got to the top, he's like, I have an idea. I have an idea. First of all, I want one of these cars. This is amazing. I had no idea, but I have an idea. And, uh, and he wanted to start making uh, videos to try to do some sort of a segment with this. He's like, you're a really good driver, and, and everybody wants you to drive their cars anyway, and all of this. Uh, so we came up with a new segment. He came up with a new segment. This idea turned into, well, we had a little conference call when we got home that evening because he, he couldn't stop. He was cranking on it. And it turned into him editing overnight footage that we you know just from his cell phone and then like auto kennel had taken some stuff you know for 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 that video and he just sort of collected a couple uh, of unintentional pieces of footage and and put together a quick little what they would call a proof of concept it's not even a sizzle reel um because we didn't intentionally shoot any of this footage (laughs) this isn't what the segment will be we're introducing a new segment but this isn't it Thank God. It's so nice to have your energy back. I I know that everyone else feels it. You need to know. You need to know it. (laughs) I know you're COVID safe over there for now. (laughs) When we have a guest coming in. So whatever. Uh, Okay. So anyway, it led to, all right, we drove two, three cars that day, all different types. Uh, He recorded all of them. I think this is actually going to become a thing. But for today, I just want to introduce to you something we're called, excuse me, something we're calling what are you driving today? <laughs> and this is the very first, uh, this is not the very first segment. <laughs> what, would, what would you say? This is a new segment, but this is not the very first edition of that segment. It's a, it's a pre-edition. Here, here now, please enjoy this pre-edition <laughs> to a new segment entitled, What are you driving today? <laughs> Roll it out. Fast. Bend over and I'll show you. Woo-wee! 180, eh? It's a deal. 
Oh, I still mean that. I still agree with that. Uh, major thanks to uh, the owner of that car, Patrick Brass, who's also a friend of ours. From uh, He's come up to Breakfast Club a few times, and he's just a good Porsche pal. Uh, and a huge thanks to Auto Kennel for the... Uh, for facilitating it, allowing us to do it, and also capturing some of that footage, uh, and also putting a little, we did a little video for them as well, and uh, and huge thanks to David Guards Rad for having the idea, coming along for the ride, having the idea for a new segment, and then uh, running with it. I know he, <laughs> Mrs. Ryan's nodding over there. I, <laughs> she knows a little bit of this. Uh, David's already purchased a new GoPro. He's bought some new suction mounts. He's investigating microphones. Uh, I am just talent here, folks. I have nothing to do with it. He is going to figure out all the cameras and placements and how to do all that. I literally will walk over and get in the car and drive it and talk and get out. Um, I couldn't be more excited for that, uh, <laughs> to have a buddy who knows how to do the other stuff. And, uh, and I'm excited just for something new. I think it's going to be great. People have been asking for some incorporation of the driving into the show, and we didn't know how to do it. That's that's the truth of it. We didn't know how to do it. Yeah, I agree. I, it's fun for me because we're doing it anyway. It's not extra work. We're already doing it, and it seems like people are interested in it. So we're gonna do more of it until you don't until you don't like it, and then then we'll <laughs> tell us what you do like. Tell, start now. Tell us what you do like. We'll do more of that, perhaps, uh, as long as it's not uh, something that totally is awful and goes against our. Goes, <laughs> But truly, we're pretty open. You'd be surprised. <laughs> anyway, that's what's going on. Uh, you saw me come in here with a mask before. It was a Hunziker mask. Uh, it is that time, folks. <laughs> it's crazy. You need a mask. It used to be, hey, uh, uh, do you need a mask? Now it's, hey, you need a mask. So I'm telling you to go shop Hunziker because that's what I think you should do. That's certainly what I did. Oh, geez, all that. <laughs> you didn't tell me. <laughs> ShopHunziger.com. ShopHunziger.com. Nicholas Hunziger Fine Art. ShopHunziger.com. Mrs. Ryan, this arrived today, although I think it may just be a Christmas card, but it's from uh, Porsche Friends, so I figured I would just... This is from the... uh, Well, how does this work? Do I tell you who it's from, or do I open it and then tell you who it's from? What's the proper protocol here? Uh, Open it. Open it, okay. And the award goes to... (laughs) Uh, this is, this is, this is lovely. I am actually very excited because one of these, I know exactly where it's going already. All right. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Hoping to get back out to hang next year. You guys are the best. Keep rolling strong. Thanks, Charles. It's from Charles Stanley. See, Stan. Pretty awesome. Good stuff. Shut up and drive. Rotor supply. Shut up and drive. There you go. That's almost in the shot. <laughs> We love you guys, and that'll go on the wall as well. All right, Mrs. Ryan, is that it? I think it's time to bring in our guest um, through the magic of television, of course, because today is December 8th, 2020. Uh, That's it, right? We're good? Oh, I got to tell you really quickly about St. Clair Insurance. St. Clair Insurance. Uh, We have some friends over at St. Clair Insurance, and you should too. They say, all that separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. St. Clair Insurance has coverage for your toys. What kind of coverage? Insurance coverage. What kind of toys? Today we're going to stick with automobiles. Do you have a collector car? Do you have uh, 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 anything that uh, is insurable and has wheels (laughs) of the motor vehicle variety? Uh, You should insure it. You should insure it. You should insure it. It's the law. 
think it's the law everywhere. It's definitely here. I think it is. It's national, right? Like you have to have insurance. All right, so you got something with wheels, insure it through St. Clair Insurance. Uh, if you have a collector car, if you already have a Haggerty Insurance, give St. Clair a call or check out coverageforyourtoys.com. Reason being, you can get yourself a rep. Um, it's no additional cost to you. Haggerty actually recommends it, and it's much more convenient if something ever does happen. You can just call your buddy Jeff St. Clair versus getting on the 1-800 number or going to the Haggerty website or whatever. Uh, it's something we highly recommend, and um, it's no additional cost, like I said. <laughs> they pass the savings on to you. Uh, St. Clair Insurance, coverage for your toys.com. They pay the bills around here. They just put in a building across the street, so things are clearly going well for them. I would get on board. St. Clair Insurance. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, I think it's time to take a break and bring in our guest, Mr. Adam Ferrara, host of Top Gear. You probably remember him from Nurse Jackie, if you watched that show. My mother sent me a message going, I looked him up. He was the boyfriend on Nurse Jackie. I love that. Um, uh, uh, and, of course, um, probably for most people, um, uh, stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy as well. Forever. Big deal. Yeah. Oh, Rescue Me, too. Rescue Me. Big on Rescue Me. Anyway, Adam Ferrara will be in here in a few minutes. More to come right after this. in this reality. Your people need to know. Not just that. I don't know what I'm doing anyway. So now that you're here, it <laughs> You better really know looks, what you're doing. There's it, a lot of freaking buttons here. It really looks professional, and we have a real guest, and then there's this guy. Anyway, welcome back to the Late Night Playset. My name is Jay Ryan, America's favorite weirdo. That's not true, but I'm my wife's favorite weirdo, and that works out well for us. Uh, today is Tuesday, December 8th. Wink, wink. Perfect. <laughs> 2020, and I am sitting here with uh, what I would uh, say, he's a writer, he's a comedian, he's an actor, he's a host. Uh, our car people probably know you from Top Gear. Mm-hmm. USA or Top Gear America? I always got that confused. Is it the uh, same? I, I think it's the same. It's just, it's our show, we're a lot like America. We we started in London, started in England. <laughs> oh, if you, you back know, it up yeah. far enough. If you back it up far enough, yeah. <laughs> we started and then, you know, we got pissed off, we dumped some tea. Well, what was it though? Did it matter? Was there actually? I don't a- think it mattered. I think it was U.S. To be honest with you, okay. Because we were U.S. and all that. Adam Ferrara is here. There Hi, Adam. We go. Good to see you. <laughs> thanks for having. Uh, thanks for. Thank thanks you, for having Mrs. me, Ryan. Here. Thanks for coming over. Yeah. Uh, for everyone else, this did not come together as our usual uh, guest appearances do. No. Somebody introduced us mm-hmm. a week or so ago at a Cars and Coffee. Yep. Sean Winograd, mm-hmm. one of the producers on Top Gear. Right. And. Uh, all I knew was I didn't talk to anybody else for the rest of uh, the car show. Uh, and then eventually, after an hour or so, your friends were like, well, we, uh, we're thinking about taking off. You, uh, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, ready I, to go? We went, or, I think uh, we went down a rabbit hole. A little bit. A little I, bit. We brought up so, some car thing, got our interest, and we just kept going down. Couldn't even remember. Uh, and then the Letterman stuff. And, uh, and I'm just a fan of yours for a long time. So thanks for being here. Sure. All of this stuff. 
Um, I only have three topics I want to talk to you about today. Okay. And I have no questions about them. I figure we'll just go wherever like we did the other day. Sure. Comedy, mm-hmm. cars. Mm-hmm. You're uniquely qualified to be on this show because those are the <laughs> okay. two things we talk about. Perfect. Uh, and I would like to talk about your acting. As okay, well, great. I, I have so one topic about stuff. you, and it's this set. <laughs> All right. What do you want to know? This is what this is. This is great. This is. I'm sure everybody knows which which, which was my camera. I just want to uh, I don't have a good side. Right now you're four. Wherever the red light is. All right. Hello. This you, people know that this was the Letterman set. Uh, some people do. So, some actually, people, everybody knows. Only some people care. Uh, some. All right. I'm one of the people that care. Nice. This is amazing. This is just. This is the actual desk. Yep. I I sat on that side. Yeah. Uh, when I did Letterman, and I looked, uh, and this is just amazing to you me. You did it a couple times. I, well, I did it, yeah. I did it, but the first time I did it, I got bumped. Okay. Yeah, so we're in a green room. And oh, so I, you get you get to go there and everything. All right, I, I've only heard these stories about people getting bumped, but I've never had somebody who's been bumped. Okay, story, so, so here's great. what happens. You walk in, um, you get the gig, and um, so I go into, uh, it was at the Ed Sullivan Theater. Mm. And I tell my mother and father, because they're from Long Island, and that's pretty big. You know, Huge the, the, for me it is because you know, we grew up watching it. Look, I'm not one of those guys that you know buy the set. That's a special kind of guy. I just went. <laughs> what? <laughs> you bought the set. That's oh, a no, special no, no, kind no, of no. thing. No, 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 no. We got it from uh, the museum. There was a the show gave it. To so a you museum. stole it. The show gave it to a museum, and a museum was looking to make some room, and I got the right phone call. That's, That's the truth. great. That's the truth. Yeah, and it was a museum in Queens, very close to your Long Island. Really, folks, a know. museum in Queens. That's yeah. great. Queens Museum. Come on in. <laughs> This is important shit we got here. You know what this came? Letterman. Letterman. This is this ain't some friggin' Tonight Show bullshit. This is from Letterman. All right? David Letterman farted in that chair. Come on in. Please hit the gift shop on the way out. Yeah. It's like the Christmas story house. Yeah, the Christmas story. It's like it was funny. I had a I had a Michael Imperioli on my uh, on my podcast, and he's a he's a Buddhist. So we started talking about meditation. No shit. Yeah, it, 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 two two guys that sound like us talking about meditation. You too. There's no sustained peace in the world of form. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You're not your thoughts. Smarten up. So, oh yeah, okay. So, I'm sorry. The ADD's raging today. Did you I'm notice? I'm loving it because all I, I'm just being entertained. This to is carry yeah. On. No, it's just it's it's you know, short. I told it's you, nice I got nothing. Visit. <laughs> I have to live here. So yeah, it's, it's all over the friggin' place. My ADD. So anyway, I get the call. I get the gig to do Letterman, and a friend of mine was producing the comedy segments at the time. Eddie Brill. Sure, for years and years. So, yeah, Eddie, Eddie Brill. Did. Yeah. So uh, uh, I went in early, and my parents are from Long Island, so uh, that's where I grew up. So they had to come into the city. Now that's a big ordeal for my. Oh, city. to get. Parents from Long Island into the well, city. Well, to get yes. first of all, Italians to travel is big. <laughs> they paint the That's basement true. red and green. They live down there. They don't even go all over their own house. That's right. Columbus had to go to Spain to get the fucking boats. <laughs> That's true. You know. So they say. So, so to get my well, he's doing Letterman. You know, Joe Adams doing Letterman. When next week we got to go into the city. What time? I don't know. I think it's a five o'clock. It's the middle of friggin' rush hour. Push it up. <laughs> Right, so they come into the city, and we get them in early. As in, like, for his schedule, we should yeah. arrange, we should reschedule yeah, the Letterman's my, They schedule. don't really yeah. understand. I'm on a show now, I'm on a uh, CBS All Access show uh, called Why Women Kill. It's their streaming show. Oh, gosh, don't tell my wife that. She's going to, <laughs> she's going to, it's going to be in the queue immediately. Yeah, that was uh, um, who, um, the uh, the creator of, uh, uh, um, 
Desperate Housewife. Mark Cherry created it. Oh, okay. And it's got Lucy Liu. It's got uh, Jennifer Goodwin. Uh, Alicia Coppola plays my wife. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, it's, but it's on CBS All Access, which is a streaming service. It's a it's a paywall, as I like to say. Right? Whatever. It, you know what it is? It's an hour and a half explaining to my mother what channel. Right. I see. What? <laughs> what streams? When? When does the stream happen? It's easier for me to get the actors, fly them to New York, and just act it out in her living room. Because <laughs> she's not going to... And here's what I don't understand about my mother. I'm getting to the story, bro. It's don't okay. You? Here's what I don't understand about my mother. It's like, I, I probably, like, she likes the Outland. You're like, I like the Outlander. Okay, Ma. So she can't... I had to buy her a fire stick and to figure it out, because that's how she's got to get the it. Amazon fire stick? Whatever it is. I don't know. Basically, <laughs> I, I had to. <laughs> Here's what, here's what here's how everything gets fixed in my house. I don't have all this technical. You know, you have all this shit going on. You know what tech, technical support of my house is, honey. It, it doesn't fucking work, <laughs> honey. <laughs> I turned it off and I turned it on. I'm done. That's all I know how to do. So Listen, I can't blame my mother. I don't want to step on your comedy, but the truth is, look what, what? I'm actually operating, a fucking calculator. That's it? That's what I'm, I, that's what I, look at this. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. That's great. <laughs> but it's working. That's what I know how to do. Yes. <laughs> but you know how to do it. Sure. I don't know how to do it. All right. Three, I, four, five, yeah. six, one. <laughs> so I get, get the, so my parents come in. So Eddie gets them in early. Oh, okay. Right, so Eddie, Eddie, Eddie gets so them in. So we're at the theater now. We're at the Ed Sullivan Theater, right? 1697 uh, Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you following along at all. Right. So Eddie gets him in early. He takes me out to the stage just, just to get me. You know, it's, it's a shiny floor show. Yeah, but had you, this is your first time. First time doing so Letterman, it's yeah. a it's a big deal being out there. That's where the Beatles perform. Yeah, like, you know, in my head, it's a big deal looking out at the scene. Yeah, see, Ed Sullivan. Okay. Oh, oh, the moment wasn't lost on me. The Beatles and all that. The honeymooners were done on that stage. Yes, my dad used to go see them tape. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. You know why they moved the honeymooners to Miami? No. Oh yeah, I did hear this. Go ahead. Yeah, he moved, he moved, so he could play golf That's year right. round. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason played golf year round, and he was married to. Uh, he married his first wife uh, was a devout Catholic. Wouldn't give him a divorce. Yes. So he moved there, and the mayor. They changed the law so he could get a divorce. This is all true. The mayor, like in the county or yeah, something. The mayor changed the law that if you haven't been with your husband in like six months or a year or something, you can legally get a divorce. It was without like the opposite that. of common law. Yeah, it was the opposite of common law. Like, yeah. Get out! He wants to marry June Taylor. <laughs> that's what it was. Yes, yeah. his, his dancers. Yeah, the, dancers. the June Taylor dances. Yeah. Holy it. shit! Oh, so, so you got all this history too. All right, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So we're at the uh, the Ed Sullivan, and I look out, and there, you know, and I'm, I look. This desk was there. Yeah. And Paul Schaefer's, and I knew Paul from before from some Friars thing. So he was there, and then I looked out, and it was just my mom and dad sitting in the front, oh big shocker, gosh. hair, my dad had big gray hair, and he gave me a thumbs up, he sat there, okay, great, so I got acclimated, you go backstage, you go to your dressing room, upstairs, you, yeah, you're upstairs, you wander around, and uh, Lauren Bacall was on, gee whiz, yeah, yeah, like Lauren Hollywood Bacall. royalty, yeah, yeah, Hollywood royalty, right, so she's on, right, so I get it, and, and my manager's there, and I'm, I'm just a kid, I don't know, you know, oh. and he's watching, the, he's watching the fucking clock. He's like, because he knows they're going long, they're going long. Okay, he's long. I'm just excited, ready to go down there. Your manager's been through this a hundred times. Yeah, he's been through a hundred yeah, times. Okay. So he comes in, he's like, I don't know what I am. I said, what? what? He goes, and we ran it. Ah, we got a bump. And I went, oh. Right, okay. So so um, Letterman goes out and gives me a, a nice, at the end, Adam Ferrara, um, we can't find him. He jumped in a cab and he took <laughs> off. We'll have to get him back next week, right? Okay, great. So. Mom and they made it like you had all the power. Yeah, but I like yes, that. it was, it was very control. kind of him to say it. Very generous. And uh, so I, 
my mom and dad come back. They bring him back to the green room, right? My father doesn't understand. My mother doesn't understand. And my mother is loud. She's like, will someone tell me what the hell just happened? What is going on? We came all the way in. And <laughs> If you've never been there, these rooms are absolutely itty-bitty tiny. Yeah, so they're at the closet. She's yelling out the hallway, Everyone's hearing. The Beatles the heard her. <laughs> That's right. That's she, so loud. She yelled through time. <laughs> So she's like, well, I go, Ma, they ran out of time. Well, we're here. Let's do this. I'm not coming back in. Holy I barely got your father here the first time. Let's go. So, Ma, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I got Lauren Bacall went long. And my father went, I never liked her. Oh, he goes, yeah. I never liked her. He goes, I didn't like her in black and white. I don't like her in color. I didn't come here to see you. Uh, them, I came to see you. Okay, Pop, we're going to have to do this again. Uh, you know what? Send me the tape. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He left. So uh, I remembered this story. I remember that. And I, I, I released a DVD, one of my specials. Um, the special was called Funny Was Hell. I forget which one it was. It was on Comedy Central. Might have been my third one. But it was, I, I had a DVD. So I remember that. So I interviewed my, uh, my mom and dad about that night, and I put it on the DVD. And, and it's on YouTube. I don't know. You got the clip? This is genius. Yeah. I think I can pull it up right here. You better. Honey! <laughs> and I'll bring Make one. this work! my microphone over so we can hear it. All right, playing now. When we went to the city to see Adam doing the David Letterman show, I was I couldn't believe I was there. I couldn't believe he was on the show. And uh, I was like, the first time we went, he, didn't, he wasn't on. Whatever happened. Then we were invited again. And we went again. And I said, well, I hope he goes on. And I remember sitting in the audience. It was so cold. It was like, I can't believe this. David Letterman and his, you know, theater was cold. I remember I was annoyed at Letterman, too. I still am. Don't say that. I was freezing my ass off and he wasn't on. Letterman is a big cheese. Letterman's a pain in the ass. He freezes the shit out of everybody so that they, they laugh to try and keep warm because he stinks as a comedian. So oh, I'm concerned. Oh, he shouldn't say that. That's Why not? not? That's not very I'm nice. entitled to my opinion. You don't say it when the camera's rolling. I do. Okay, fine. I'll say it to him. I never thought he was very good. Okay. And when he bought my son, he really stunk. You stop getting so serious. This is the thing. I mean, you're carrying on like you're going to be under the wars. It's like you don't know what he's going to use. See, that's so what? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, that is way better. You yeah. undersold it. You said it was good. That's way better than I expected. <laughs> that was. You know what Holy I love? They're screaming. They're yelling at each other, but they're holding. Oh, hang on. Let me. You know, I love that. They're yelling at each other, but they're holding hands during the whole thing. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're they're you. sitting there holding hands, <laughs> arguing. I see a wholesome family unit. That's yeah. what I see. <laughs> I see years of therapy, and that's where it came from. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, are your folks still alive? My my mom is. My dad passed away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, for that, thank but you. That but, is just wonderful. Oh yeah, my father. My, my mother's convinced my father's a ghost. The ghost is in the condo with her, and the ghost isn't talking to her because they're fighting. That's how she processes. Yeah. I, is she I, still in Long Island? She's in Long Island. Yeah. She's out east. I call her up. It's like, Ma, how you doing? I'm fine. I think your father's well. He's in the other room. He's still not talking to me. 
He thinks I'm going to apologize first. And he's trying to scare me by banging. I'm not scared of your ghost crap, Joe. <laughs> Stop banging the freaking drawers. <laughs> yeah. You're a good podcast guest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, this is great. This isn't a podcast. This is this is a lifestyle you have here. Dude. It feels nuts, right? We it are. We're selling great. a lifestyle. This is uh, Mr. This Ryan's is, land of make believe here. Yeah, this is so good. And the fact, and, and your wife lets it. That's great. My wife's on my podcast too. Is she? Yeah. Uh, when are you adding video? I want to know that because I, I'm, a, I'm a video podcast watcher guy. I watch them on YouTube. Well, here's, here's the thing is I have the, the interviews are video. Let me tell you how, how, oh. how, what my show's about. Can we talk about show. your podcast, Adam? It yeah. would be really great for my viewers to yeah. learn about it. That was great. Here we go. <laughs> I'm here to plug. I mean, and I might take shit on my way out. That's right. I need this. Uh, basically, well, when I sat, and mine's brand new. I mean, how long have you been doing this? Uh, at least well, since Letterman went out of business. Years. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. years it's like great. I mean, it's great. It's 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 a lot of work. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but this my, I found ended up being the easy part, coming up with the content and all that stuff. Well, here's the stuff. thing: that was coming up with it now because I had to do something. You know, you have to do something. And uh, uh, there was so many friends of mine that had them that that interview straight interviewers that are really good at it. You know, uh, Marin is really great at it. Joe Rogan, all those guys. I I've that heard I know that was doing. Guys, right? they're, they're doing it. Yeah, Pardo, Jimmy Pardo's a good friend. I've done this show many times. And it's just they're really good at what they do. So how am I going to be different? Who's the third one I talked over, and I missed it. Jimmy Pardo. You oh, know, Jim? he's great. Of yeah, course, yeah. Ryan he's, Sickler he started the podcast. Yeah, he was a very early adapter. Ryan Sickler's another friend of mine. He has we, a great we show. Did something with him when he was still at Conan, right? Yeah. 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 Jimmy Pardo saves the world or started a podcast or what's the name? Yeah, of yeah. Show? Something like uh, that. Never Not Funny is the name of his show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to no, no, it's great. bump there. I have ADD. If it wasn't you, okay. it'd be something else. Good. Yeah. Tangent, what? Squirrel? That's hey. it. Oh, look, a bird. <laughs> so I had to come up with what I wanted to do, Jay. So I. I said, all right, what the hell do I want to do? So I, I figured if I can't figure out the idea, I can figure out the feeling I wanted to communicate. So I started with, all right, what feeling do I want to communicate? When I was a kid, the best night's sleeps I ever had is when I was upstairs and I heard my mom and dad and their friends downstairs laughing. Forever. For It just made the, me happy. All that arguing and stuff, that was my whole, and then people were laughing. and then you, Filled the house with good vibes, right? Yeah. So I said, okay, that's the feeling I want to create. How can I do that? So I opened up the show with uh, me, my wife, and my two friends, and we talk about a podcast. We talk about a, a subject, uh, and that's the family setting because that's my family. Those are the people I love. Then we cut away to a one-on-one interview I've done with a celebrity or somebody cool or interesting I want to talk to, and then like any good group of friends, we talk about them when they leave. Ah. So we do another... 10, 15 minutes about what they heard and how that affected their life. This is genius. So you yeah. do your whole show almost like a donut spot. Like yeah. Like a, okay. The interview's right in the middle. And the interview's great. about 30 minutes. Um, but you then, have done it ahead of time. It's not all done. In yeah, one I've shot. done it. It's like I've done it. It's like you're coming over my house. I've done this interview. and I, Oh, look, company's we watch here. watch it. You guys listen to this. There we go. And then we'll, we'll, we'll see on the other side. That sounds very fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to listen to? A lot of friggin' work. Yeah. And, and the fun thing is when you get the emails and you see how it resonates with other people. Because, you know, we do this stuff. You don't think anybody sees it. No. We just pump it out. Yeah, well, in our case, not few, very few do. That's <laughs> We're figuring it out. Yeah. But, but yes, I see your point. And then when you get that feedback and the fact that I could provide, I could give back to what brought me comfort as a kid, which was those comedy albums, which was those voices. Mm-hmm. And then when podcasting came out and I was on the road, you know, you're by yourself as a comic. Mm-hmm. So you're an astronaut. You're floating around, and then you land. And there's, there's signs of life. Yep. They're happy to see you for 45 minutes, and then you're back orbiting by yourself. So those voices and those uh, and podcasts um, 
became very important to me. So I wanted to be able to give back um, uh, with a feeling that uh, a feeling of connection that I got from them. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. And yeah. it also sounds like you're doing it for a reason versus just you got to do something, which is yeah, what you no, I, I said. I wanted to do yeah, – you, you, well, you have to produce. You're something and you're doing it in a good way. Yeah. It like. yeah the, the intention is to, uh, is, is to unite and the, the intention is, is pure. Now the execution, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of work. But the intention is to provide for others. I absolutely love that. We have a thing where it's, you know, we're just, we're broadcasting love and good vibes because mm-hmm. we figured we got to move the needle somehow. You yeah, somehow, yeah. A little bit. Uh, how did you come to that? Are you, you mentioned being a Buddhist before. No, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm a recovering Catholic. Okay. Yeah. He's dead. Your fault. <laughs> Stop it. Don't touch it. Do, do you meditate? I do. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I think okay. that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm wondering if that may be why we hit it off. We were just vibing at a similar frequency. Yeah, it was, we walked in, and, and plus you had a bitch in Porsche. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool too. <laughs> I was like, hmm. What, you came in something awesome that day too. Were you in a Atlanta? I was in Defender. Yeah, that, that came in cool. old Defender. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good, that was, that was a great show. I, Jay showed up in his, uh, he had a, was that a 69 mirror? Uh, Jay Leno, by yeah. the way, we should say, uh, not me. And uh, I don't know what year, but yeah, yeah. that mirror is. It was stunning. gorgeous. Yeah, hard to. He did up, my apparently. podcast. How was that? That was great. I was, I was, we were working together at the Comedy Magic Club Sunday nights. Sunday nights, and I brought the mics, and I said, Jay, do you mind? Yes, yeah, sure, yes. So we were between shows, and just did it in the in the green. We did the, the green, room. green room. Yeah, we did it right there. So, and that was the thing I discovered when I started it. Like all those guys I mentioned before, uh, you know, all those helped me. You know, and and they, they, this is a, is a community of people that are trying to do this um that will reach out to each other you know i can't help you but call this guy so i got a lot of uh, a lot of advice and a lot of uh, a lot of support so i'm very grateful for that that's fantastic you do yours from your house as well yeah right? i got i got in my garage yeah i have three garages and one wife so i don't have any garages <laughs> well i saw your setup though it looks it's awesome yeah, it's, yeah. what happened is got I, a real studio too yeah i robbed a museum in queens <laughs> Hey, uh, back to that. We didn't rob anything. Uh-huh. No, yeah, I said. <laughs> you don't know my history, right? You know that I did actually steal this microphone from David Letterman when I was a kid. Hey, and I need plausible deniability. I didn't hear that what you true. said. No, they all know it, but so whenever you say that, I, perhaps I have a little bit of. Well, a- I don't know. Tell me how you stole the mic. <laughs> I got led into the Ed Sullivan Theater one night right? as a kid. Right. No joke. And, and I'll take and this. I found it in the basement. It wasn't on set? No. That seems like it would be important. Yeah, and I think because it wasn't on set, I told myself it wasn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so wait a minute. Now, was Letterman already gone at that point, and they just put the set downstairs, or was Letterman still functioning when you got in? Or? No, I was a kid. This was 1996. Okay, so I you're in the- off his desk. He 96. complained about it the next night. I went back the following weekend and gave him a microphone that I had made for my little high school television show that mm-hmm. was sort of like this, you know? That, but I was, like, obsessed, so I did everything just like Dave, and I, like, you know, used my allowance and bought a microphone and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. So I decided to return his and- no, return mine and keep his. Smart. And, and and I went to his house and I gave it to him and mm. he eventually. So were you the stalker? No. Are you the stalker the we all hear about? Time. It was the same time as, as that as that woman who would break into his house. It was the, it was the nineties. That's great. You've done this all this stuff as a kid. Get I out lived. of the house. Get out of the house now. <laughs> he did this shit as a kid. It's gonna manifest as an adult. I'll distract him. Open the friggin' door. It's already happened. Buy new clothes. There's nothing Change here you name. need. So yeah, it was a thing. It yeah. was a thing. It was a total. Now, what thing. was your? How did you get in? What was your connection to Letterman that you were had access to the theater? No, 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 man. I no. can't believe you want to talk about this. Yeah, Let's I'm talk here. Talk about it with you. 
I was obsessed. I was drawing pictures of like the set and the of all okay. this stuff. I was going to go work for him someday. That was right. the thing. I, w- I lived in the same town he did, so it was not okay. like a stretch. Okay, like where he lived when he did the show. All right. Oh, I'm going to the gas station and I got a problem. And I'm going to tell him about it on the show. Right. There's a guy at the high school. I'm going to tell him about it. How old are you now? Right now? No, no, not not now. Now it was at, like at the time. 19. So at the time, you're how old? Uh, like 13 when 13, I was so a kid. You're 13. Like yeah. All right. I was the very impressionable uh, and a very underdeveloped. Very mature, but underdeveloped uh, 13-year-old. Okay, underdeveloped in what sense? I just, I thought I was... You grip on reality? Yeah, I thought I was very mature at the time. Now! (laughs) (laughs) What do you need to see? You're not safe! (laughs) Well, now I'm rethinking the whole thing. I'm kidding, no. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, but I was definitely one of those guys. Was okay, one of those kids that that Dave himself would. And made, would you see him in the neighborhood? Yeah, all the time. Oh, okay, so it's not that. Out of the, no, let me rephrase that. He but, didn't see me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, like we would see him driving around, like, oh, there he goes in his Porsche or his, his Dodge Stealth or whatever. Like, okay, the whole town. So did the gardener see you? Because you were obviously in the bushes. <laughs> no, no bushes. Okay, no bushes. But it was a weird story, and, okay. and it was a whole thing, and that was a, it was sort of a bizarre. So you got into the you got into the theater because you were not you were at David's neighborhood. And, oh, you let the kid in? Or no, 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 no. You you broke it. You want that whole part? I, we can make this whole thing about me. If you, you broke want. in. You it's broke into the theater. Story. Okay. I got let in overnight. I, I there was there was in 1996. My right. dad had just died. Right. And uh, I had a friend staying with me, and I just bought an E30 BMW. This is all like two weeks after my dad died. And the Letterman show was supposed to get a new set. In fact, okay. this is the one they were retiring. This okay. is the one that Bill Murray spray painted Dave on. And yeah, Paramore yeah. flashed him on right. birthday. This is the one from all that. In the 90s, they were redoing the theater. Okay. And they were going to redo the whole set. It was a big deal. Letterman did the show from the lobby for mm-hmm. a week, stuff like that. And then Monday night comes with this new show. It's all I have to look forward to, right? I'm like a little obsessed kid, and my dad just died, and I got my friend living mm-hmm. with me. Nothing about life is real at that point. Right. <clears throat> and uh, there was a repeat. Fucking show came on. It was a repeat, and I was like, I, I, I well, I'm, I'm out of here. And I, I told my buddy, I was going, yeah, I'm just going to go take a drive, and because I, I got this new E30, sure, ten year old, but new to me, E30. right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I took a drive, and I needed gas, and the gas station in my town was closed because it was a dry town, and everything shut down at eight o'clock. And I went to the next town uh, down to Norwalk, right? And uh, as I was filling it up, I looked across the street, and there was the entrance to the Merritt Parkway, and I uh-huh. just thought to myself, Jesus, I wonder why they had a repeat. Jeez, I wonder if they were running behind schedule with this new. Set. So you're, oh, I wonder you're, if, what if, what if, as the gas is pumping, your your mind is going. As the things are spinning, uh-huh. so is my head. Okay. Uh, what if what if they're behind schedule? Oh, what if I could take a look? Maybe I could you know get a, get a glimpse of the whole thing. Maybe I could dumpster dive at the very least. Sure. All of this crazy shit is going through my head because I've got nothing else to okay. do. Okay. So I drive down there, and I hear vacuuming on the other side of the door. Crickets in the in on Fifty Third Street. Came mm-hmm. the thing. The dumpsters are there. I'm about to climb in, not climb in, but you know like peek over. the Sure, side. sure. <laughs> climb. I'm about to go take a bath in the dumpster, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I hear vacuuming on the other side of the the one of the one of what I believe is the theater doors. Mm-hmm. And so I knock on the door, and it opens. I knock on the door twice, and the second time it opens. And it's a guy with a vacuum, vacuuming this tiny little vestibule, which I now know was like the little security box mm-hmm. before the stage door. So I go through. I just literally go right by. Hey, behind schedule, huh, or something like that, and just walk right by. He had no problem with it. And I was on the stage of the Ed Sullivan Theater right where the guests walk out, right where you and Biff yeah, yeah, yeah. had your, like, all right, yeah, yeah. get out there. And... That was it. There was only two or three other people in the audience vacuuming, right. like cleaning up. It was just the cleaning crew. It was all the only people mm-hmm. who were in the building. And one by one, they all left. 
They all left, and you left. Just me. And you took the microphone. I explored the whole place. I explored right. the new set. This was when it went from buildings to bridges, like mm-hmm. the bridges we all know. Yeah, yeah. I was the first person to see them. Okay, so you're sitting there. You're looking around. You're, you're looking around everywhere. You're all, you're all flipping out. I went in the balcony, up the spiral staircase. Right? I did it all. You're tinkling Paul's, Paul's piano. I played Anton's drums because I knew bang, how to bang, do bang, that. Bang, 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 you're pretty good. Yeah. I, I did all of that, exactly. Oh, sure, I would too. It was it was a little playland that I got allowed to go play with. That's it great. Now let's, let's get to the felony. When do you take that? Uh, I found a staircase. After going up a bunch, I found a staircase that went down underneath the theater. Mm-hmm. And it and it did go down and underneath, and it was like... Yeah. And it was also the spiral there? staircase off to the right where Eddie used that's, to stand. That's exactly. It was under yeah. that. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And I went under that, and then it took me someplace else to uh, other doors. Most of the things were locked. I wasn't like trying to steal anything, but I was kind of mm-hmm. like, well, where the fuck does this go? Right, right, I'm, yeah. I'm learning everything. Because in my mind, still, I'm a kid who's going to work there someday. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll have the lay of the land. I'll learn everything. I'm that's so great. So you're, you're so projecting excited. into the future. Your own reality is now forming and forming into your head. Get out! Get out! I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you take the mic? I fi- it, it, all of those hallways eventually lead me to a really dark, long, narrow that didn't even a hallway that didn't even have lights on, and at the other end was a door that you could just see a light through the little window. Mm-hmm. And I went all the way down that and go through the and I was in the control room, the Howard uh-huh. Bernie like yeah, room. yeah, yeah. And one of the rooms off that room, this was sitting on a counter under like a cabinet, like. Like in an engineer's room or something right. like that. It, my my adult mind knows. Oh, they probably just rewired it for the new, th- you know, or something. Yeah. Uh, and I, before I even knew it, I took it apart, put it in my pockets, and I was out of there. That's cool. That's the truth. Uh, that's, that's, that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was just a mess over it because the so next you, night. Okay, so now out. you got guilt. Oh yeah. Okay. You oh, Catholic we, too? Hang on. Let's see. <laughs> I may have a clip of it. <laughs> oh, I think I do. There we go. Let's see if I can pull that up. <laughs> Once you get her started, by oh, God, you no just, there's no stopping her. I've noticed two problems with the new set. What? Well, one, uh, this microphone is higher than it needs to be. Now, what's that about? Well, it's because the other microphone, the one that's been on the desk for two and a half years here and uh, 13 and a half years at NBC, last night that was stolen. <laughs> uh, you're kidding. No, that was stolen. So, <laughs> so we had to replace it with this other uh, new, and it occurs to me that we stole that microphone from NBC. Oh, so, exactly. you know... <laughs> And the other thing is, there's no window here now, so when I do this, what do we get? See? We, we used to have some kind of satisfying sound effect that... I don't know. Some things to work out. We'll have some meetings and we'll take care of those. That's great. Well done. So yeah, I was uh, I sunk into the sofa when that happened because mm-hmm. I had just alienated my hero and my right. future boss and my friend who was staying with me erupts off the couch. Yeah, he's talking about you. He was so yeah. excited. He's like, "You're on the map," and I was like, "Not in the right way." And so then I had to you figure get? out something I could do to somehow remedy the situation without mm-hmm. blowing my cover that I was the one who ruined it because right. I was then going to work there someday. Mm-hmm. Still, you well, still thought a- you were going to work there. Just <laughs> a kid. Okay, a kid. I get it. And now you're an adult, and nothing's changed. <laughs> It changed for a long time, about 20 years, and then life got crazy, mm. and the truth is we sort of did a little back to the future, and we went back, and this is that time again, that's, without a doubt. That's great. I feel 19 years old again. That's, you know, that's, when you find something that, that triggers that feeling in you, that's, 
uh, it's guys. I had, um, and I hate to go back to the show, but it just it, it the conversations I've been having with other people is the 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 is is what's in my head. I have Paul Reiser on the show because he's got a uh, a new show called There's Johnny about the Tonight Show in the seventies. <laughs> If you've and, seen that, yeah. the opening scene when the kid gets let the, in. The kid, yeah. 11.30, he's knocking on the door. Kid. I lost my yeah, shit like, when he gets I know let it's in. 11, but I'm early. There's nobody he's here. Like, kid, go <laughs> home, yeah. yeah. But he gets let in because of whatever, the wind blows the yeah. thing or whatever. That whole scene when we watched it, it was ridiculous. I thought that, I thought, oh, there's a story and there's security footage mm-hmm. and so, it's been running. The story's been floating around for years. You know, the same kind of Yeah, kid. yeah. Maybe it, the theater's unlocked. We would love to have Paul Reiser here someday. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, he's a great, sweet man, great storyteller. And that show that he had, he was a big fan of The Tonight Show, and that was yeah. a big thing for him. He's also a big Beatles fan, as am I. That's why my Abby studio is, is Abby Normal Studios. Abby Normal. Yes. Do not use this brain. <laughs> um, but Abby someone. Yeah. Happy Normal. I believe that was the name. Um, so he, you know what he did? He went to Abbey Road. He played the upright uh, Lady Madonna piano. But you're not supposed to touch that. And he got a special. So he he played that, and he played the Let It Be piano. That's amazing. Stuff. He's a classical like pianist. Yeah, things. he's a classical pianist. I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. He had Yoko Ono on on. Uh, I do remember about that. You. He told me that story. And huh? he got her. How he just they they did it. They she he wrote her a letter, and there was a couple of letters back and forth, and she came and she did it. And as a Beatles fan, you get to do that. And as a Beatles fan, you get to play. And he's a classical pianist. He got to play those. Those uh, those pianos. I mean, they, it, another way, what I'm trying to communicate to you is I have the same kind of thing in um, in my life that you that your obsession and, oh, and you feel like a kid and again. It's the Beatles and it's the Beatles. It's uh, one of the greatest things that happened to me was uh, the Odd Couple, the TV show. is real big for me. Same here. Yeah, real big because I used to watch it with my dad. What was it, yeah. why was it big for you? It was a life. I uh, they it was it was two friends that loved each other, but they got on each other's nerves. So it was like you saw my mom and dad. That's yes. where I came from. You grew up you, with that relationship. Yes. You think I'm well adjusted? Please. <laughs> no. But I know that when you love somebody, they can still drive you crazy. And Neil Simon's writing just resonated with, you know, it's very East Coast. It's very loud. It's very, it, it, it's, there's not a lot of, like my dad was my hero. And those characters I saw in Gleason. And uh, I saw a lot of me in uh, Oscar Madison. No kidding. And I saw a lot of me in Tony Randall because my mother was an opera singer. Felix, so, by the way. Yeah, Felix, yeah. So no, my mother yeah, was, would... You know, so yeah. We'd be good. To, we, could do, <laughs> we could do it. Yeah. We could do it. So those those archetypes I recognized. And it was in New York City, which was a place I wanted to be, you know, coming from the Long Island. It was gritty, too. It was yeah. really, really cool. And it was, uh, it was like, because everyone on the East Coast, because I grew up on Long Island, but my parents, they were all in the city. They spent like, they, they got out to Long Island, and then their kids worked like hell to get back in. <laughs> right, you know? right, right, right. So that just, that show just resonated with me. So, okay, I'm, I'm, Cut to uh, a couple years later. I'm a comic. I'm just starting out. I'm in the, I'm in the Barnes and Noble bookstore, uh, and there's a book that says uh, uh, "Love Tony" or "Dear Tony," which was uh, Klugman's book. He wrote about Tony Randall when he died. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I read it standing up in the Barnes and Noble aisle, just because I boom, turned it over, and it's by a guy named Burton Rocks, who I knew from the Friars Club. I was in a pool tournament with him. So, Were you in the Friars Club or did yeah. you just work there a lot? No, I'm still a friar. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was in the Friars Club, but I just joined the Friars Club. I joined, Jeff Ross got me to be a, fl- a friar because they wanted me to do the Rob Reiner roast. And I said, I don't know Rob because I don't fucking know him either. I said, just do the show. I said, I, I said, and I was shooting another TV show. I said, I don't have the time. Plus, Jeff, I'm not a friar. And he went like this. Now you're a friar. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm a friar. How yeah. cool is that? That was it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I turn it over. I see Burton. I just played him in pool. 
uh, for the tournament. So I, I get a note to him. I said, can you get a note to Jack for me? And I, I spent three days because I wanted it to be perfect. Three days. I type, you know, type it in. I went, change it three times. Sent it to uh, Bert. Burton gets the Jack. Cut to my phone rings two, three weeks later. Adam is Jack Clubman. <gasps> Post-surgery Jack, of course. Yeah. He goes, don't worry about the voice. It sounds weird, but it doesn't hurt. I love that letter. When are you coming out to New York? Uh, when are you coming out to L.A.? I said, I'm coming out for pilot season in January. He goes, "Here's me. you call me. Here's my number. You call me. We'll go to dinner. So you left him. You made a mark. Yeah. But I didn't think it would ever happen. You know, like, because like, you don't believe stuff. Because I, I got that other thing like, you know, it, good things happen to me. It's just like, yeah, what else? <laughs> Joy and happiness you. is here, Adam. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm listening for the other shoe, you yeah. fuck. Why are you offering me that? What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. Would you like some coffee? Why? What's in it? Yeah. <laughs> so you notice I waited for you to drink first. I did. All right. So I come out to L.A. And I call Jack. Right? And he's like. I'd love to see you. Meet me down. He used, he lived off, uh, you know, Giorgio's in um, Malibu? Yeah. He lived right across the street from Giorgio's. Meet me at Giorgio's on the PCA. Okay. Wait, no, Joffrey's. I think it was Giorgio's, an Italian restaurant. Oh, okay. I yeah. might not know it then. Yeah, it's down. Yeah, it's when you head down. You go past the real inn. And oh, the, way, way, way. Way out, yeah. Okay. Yeah, where, where the money is. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're driving towards the money. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm not the I, magnet, the money yeah. magnet. I'm not living there. I just know where it is. I understand. Yeah. It's sort of like Letterman's microphone. You know where it is. Oh, but you're not supposed to touch it. Yeah. I see. Okay. So Life lessons. Yeah. Thanks. So we get out there, we go to George. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you all right? <laughs> you can laugh. It's all right. This shit's supposed to be funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I get out there. Jack comes in. He, he lives across the street. And he sat, Jay, he sat with me for about two and a half hours. Me and my manager, I had a, I had a, I had a big uh, chicken parmesan, and he just told me stories for two and a half hours. Do you think it, it was, was as great. good for him as it was for you? And that's not a joke? Um, I bet I, he loved it. I, 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 I don't, he was so gracious and so open, and I think he, he might have known how much it meant to me. You know, because I, I was, still I was like this. He yeah, he gave, gave it. freely. He was just so open and honest and freely talked about gambling, talked about, we talked about life, we talked about his regrets. He told me tons of stories about the odd couple, and I got a picture with him, and it was. And the odd couple was like his resurgence in his career, wasn't it? Because he was, was he Marcus Welby before that? And no, uh, I don't, that's not the right. No, no, that's not he, the right was, one. he was, he was. Uh, I got, he was somebody else before. Uh, no, I, I think he was. A, he did Playhouse ninety. That was, that was that live theater they did, and then he was. Um, he saw the play. They had to talk him into it. Seriously? Yeah, Tony had to talk him into it. So did he was they doing already the play. know each other? Tony, I think they they kind of knew knew of each other. Okay. I, if I remember the story correctly, and, and and some people might know better. If I remember correctly, that's what he said, and they had to talk him into it. So and funny. it wasn't a hit the first out. He goes, he goes, I didn't think anything of it. He goes, Tony's the one that said in reruns that's where we're gonna get it, and that's why I bought this condo. Tony made me buy the condo before I gambled the money away. What was the order of it all? Was it a because Neil Simon wrote it, right? Neil Simon wrote the play. So it was Gary play Marshall. Oh, there you go. Did the uh, was the executive producer, and he ran that show. But and Penny was, Marshall was was Myrna Turner. But his there secretary. was a film too. Yeah, did the play? Did the the uh, the, the play was Art Carney and uh, Walter Matthau, I believe. Interesting. And the Art other one was Carney. Walter Matthau and Jack, Jack Lemmon. Jack Lemmon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then the TV show was. Um, Wow, that's so wild. Tony Randall and Jack Klugman. But yeah, I had to bring that. Oh, they did. It. They brought it back. With yeah, Matthew, Matthew Perry, Perry brought it back. That, they brought I it back before. That. They brought it back with um um the guy that played Lamont Sanford and oh, yeah, Lamont. 
Lamont, dummy. Yeah, Lamont Sanford, and uh, and I think it was Ron Glass from uh, Barney Miller. Oh my God! Wow, yeah, that so would, they brought I would have that back. Yeah, they brought that back too. Uh, it, it, a version of that. So so yeah. So I know what it's like to obsess and get pulled into that world on TV. We're trying to get Dave here. I feel like if that happens, the cycle will be complete and we can move. He'll on. be here. I think he'll so. look like Santa Claus, but he'll be. Here. He actually looks so. like Ted Kaczynski's father. Oh, that's terrible! Is it, well, with the Unabomber the, for anybody else? The long white, yeah. Just sitting, <laughs> Shout got, out to the '90s, though. The I Unabomber. I don't know. Joey he was always in the shed writing. I don't. <laughs> yeah, wasn't his thing like it was anti-technology? Right, that was his thing. Yeah, like, no computers, no technology. Yeah. It's going to end the world and all that. Yeah. He was right. right? He was right. <laughs> Saddle up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. All right. Whew. All that. Uh, you told me when you were working on Rescue Me mm-hmm. that your production offices were in the Ed Sullivan Theater. Yeah, Dennis had offices in the theater. They're not there anymore, but they were there. The production offices were... Uh, oh, uh, was his production company there? Dennis, yeah, Apostles uh, was Dennis's company. It was upstairs. Oh, so, that's so cool. So yeah, I would go there a lot just to, you know... The the film the mayor's film office was there, too. Mm-hmm. So everybody would have to come to the Ed Sullivan Theater to get yeah. their film, film permits if you want to shoot in New York. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Woody, Allen, Woody Allen's office was on 63rd and Park. It still might be there. It's in a, it's in a lobby of a hotel. Okay, so uh, yeah, when I drive every time All I go the same pa- area. Oh, every time I go back, go past sixty third and Park. I go, that's where he keeps breaking my heart every friggin' year. Because <laughs> I met him. I met him once. I, I didn't really meet. Him. I was doing a TV I assume show. You mean called- by not casting you in his movies? Yeah, but he yeah. called me every year. <laughs> oh wait, are you serious? Every spring. It's like once he get once you get into his consciousness. Oh, you're on the radar. You're on the radar. Okay. So because the first time I you know went to see him, you go to see his his casting director. So. I went to read for her, and she gave me a page. It wasn't even a full page, because they, they don't give you the script or anything. Oh, I heard they that. Give, You're not supposed give to give you like a quarter story, of the page. Right? Yes, you don't get, so I just got two paragraphs. I, I read the two paragraphs for the lady. I had to make it. No character description, no nothing. So I do, just did it. Do they it. give you the context in, in no. the No. No, nothing. No. It's up to you to determine how you That's it. Do so I just did it. Right? And she goes, that's great. Come back tomorrow and meet Woody. I went, Alan? <laughs> And the answer was? Yeah. Okay. They gave me the address. That's how I know where to go. So I go home that night, and I can't take anything with me. So I got nothing to obsess about. They keep the limited They keep everything. They gave you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Top it's, secret. They, they they pluck out your eyes. They just, <laughs> they don't want you telling anybody. So I, I got nothing to obsess over. I can't keep going over everything. So I'm laying in bed. I'm tossing and turning. I, I, get, up in a, I get up in the morning. I, go, I was there early. Oh yeah, an hour early, and I just kept walking around like I like I. I better get there so I know where it is. It's sixty third and Park. It ain't going anywhere. I know where the hell it is. So I get there, I walk around, I go, I go in there, and for some reason there was a it was a line. It's small. It's smaller than this, and uh, I had to go into the the second room, which was the film room. Oh, straight film, to take for this man. Film cans all filled with bananas. Take the money and run Manhattan. They're all oh, labeled. You mean like a film stock? His like storage his, the room. Actual archive room. Yes. Oh. It's all this. I'm sitting in this room and there's people working. There's like desks and there's there's three women there working and doing stuff and uh, and and I'm sitting in the corner like this. And one of the ladies turns around to me and says, "Are you okay?" I went, "No." She goes. You're gonna be fine. She's gonna. He goes. He goes. It's gonna be fine. He he wants to see you. That's why you're here. He goes. It's gonna be fine. I go. It's fine for you. You see him every day. Yeah. Okay. This is. I I got. I have to do stuff, and I got nothing to do because they won't give me anything to do. Yeah. All right. So I I made the ladies laugh, which helped calm me down. Okay. Right. Um. So I walk in, and there he is, and he looks just like Woody Allen. And I was a stand-up, and they they gave him, they gave him. He goes, I understand you're a stand-up. I said, 
I said, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, you dabble as well from what I've heard. And he laughed. And, uh, and he says, yeah, great, let's, uh, let's read the scene. So I sat down, they gave it to me, it's cold, and I'm dyslexic. So now oh, I'm flipping out. So, but I remembered the last two paragraphs from the last time because I was obsessing about it, and they just added something else. So I just knew I had to focus on that one. So I took a minute, I read with, with the lady. He didn't even look at me, Jay. He was like this. He goes, that sounds perfect. Thank you for coming in. I said, great. Take care. Feeling or something? I don't. He like was. Vibe? What do I know? Maybe something vibrates. What the hell do I know? So I left. Great. I get the call. Um, my manager calls me. He goes, "What he loved you?" I said, "He did." Yeah. He goes, "Yeah, you didn't get the part, but he loves uh. you." I go, "What?" He goes, "He goes, this is good. You're on his radar." Okay. So I didn't get the part. I forget what movie it was. But every spring he would call me back because he did a movie, you know. And every spring I had to go up there again, and there's no side. Now you don't read anything. I think I'd stop going. I couldn't take that every time. Well, now now there's no sides <laughs> this time. Every time you go back, he's just it's like this. It's five minutes. Hi, good to see you again. How's things? Good, good. Still playing the clarinet? Good. You got to practice every day. Kid. <laughs> you know, I, I make him laugh, and then he leaves. He goes, "That's great. Take care." I left. Never got a roll. Went back four or five times, but I never got a roll. Wow. Yeah, it's in his head. It's all in his head. Maybe he didn't like the banter. I yeah, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I because you're nervous. He, he likes uh, working with comedians, doesn't he? Doesn't he put comedians in his role sometimes? If I worked for him, I could answer that oh, question. Oh shit! Yeah, no, I don't. But I, it was one of those things where I got to see him several times and for a brief minute, but I never, never really worked for him. Wow, that's wild. But, well, they, but being in New York, that's like you know, there. Letterman is there. You yeah. see people all the time. It is. They're uh, institutions. Yeah. Robert De Niro downtown. It's all the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I was trying to segue over to Rescue Me, though. Um, Rescue Me was a hell of a show that Had everybody fun. I know absolutely loved and adored. There's a segment on this show that you didn't get a chance to see. We didn't mm-hmm. do it today, but uh, it's called East Coast Feed, and it's my, my childhood buddy from the East Coast. Ah, that's Who fun. now works at BMW in Ridgefield, Connecticut, so he's got his little segment and the whole thing. It was one of his favorite shows. Oh, cool. One of his all-time favorite Tell shows. Tell him I said hello. He's a New Yorker guy from Queens. He's, he, he, he ate it up. All right. Um, and I, I'd like a 39 Veritas. Can uh, I get one of those? <laughs> what is that? The, uh, the uh, BMW Veritas, the 39? I don't even know what it is. Is that oh, the old pull uh, it up. Oh, it's an old one. It's got big wins on it. Pull it up. <laughs> you pull it up. Pull it up. <laughs> I don't want to touch it. I'll break this stuff. This, see, this is actually over here for the co-pilot. This is the co-driver's oh. position. All right. Uh, Hold on. Put in, say, say it again. BMW uh, Veritas. All right. Chat amongst yourselves. V-E-R-T-A-S, I believe. Oh. You got it? Maybe. Yes, here. That's it. All right. Look at that. Look at that thing. That's what we're talking about. Where's the back of it? Yeah, look at that. That's wild. Yeah, oh, he, that looks like a League of co- Extraordinary Gentlemen and stuff. Yeah, it, it, look, it looks like a Dick Tracy villain and, car. Uh, and Batman a little bit. Holy yeah. crap. Wow, I, I don't know this car. That's crazy. Yeah, I sat in the original Batmobile. Oh, yeah? yeah. What, at the auction? No, at, at Barrett-Jackson. I, I worked for Barrett-Jackson, and I was in the showroom, and they had the one that went for over $4 million. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't fiberglass. I sat in there. No I'm, I'm like this, and I'm a kid again. I'm like, oh. It was built like two blocks from here. Yeah, it was built at uh, Barris's place yeah. over here. We, we used to go to CityWalk Chinese and just look in there because they had the monkey mobile, and I would sit there and eat my, eat my fried rice. Yeah, they used to have a Knight Rider and a, yeah. and, a, and a DeLorean, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it was all kinds of stuff. I restored the screen used Back to the Future car. You did? Well, a team of people, but I was one of the people who got it done. That's great. Yeah. I have, and I haven't I'm, really... I'm totally into that stuff. I built the Ghostbusters car and the DeLorean. I wanted a 59 Hearst before the Ghostbusters. Like, before it? Bitch. Yes. I wanted it because it looked Harold like... And Maud? No, that was yeah, that was a fifty nine, wasn't it? 
I don't remember. But I that, wanted, why, why, why were you drawn to it? Because I wanted, uh, I, it looked like a monster's car with the big fins yeah. and the th- lights. And I, I always like a hearse. I don't know why. On Top Gear, I've been trying to get a hearse for years. We, we eventually did one. I made a mail Jeep out of it. I delivered the mail in a hearse. Yeah. I, I, I tried to find those the other day in preparation for you coming mm-hmm. here. Are they available? They were on Hulu for a while. Okay. Yeah. We have all of that stuff. Yeah. I couldn't find it. They were on Hulu. I don't, I don't know if they're still on Hulu, but yeah, they were on Hulu. And then every time they get rerun, because A&E owns the catalog. So oh. sometimes they're on FYI. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I made a mail, mail delivery out of a hearse because I figured, look, any packages I could put it in the back. And if, if they're really big packages, I put them in someone else's car, turn on the lights and go, hey, you want to get through traffic? Put this in your car, follow me. And I didn't want to get out of the car, so I put an air cannon off the side of it in, uh, by the passenger seat. So I would drive, and I would put the packages in the air cannon, and I would shoot the air cannon at people's houses. As, like a T-shirt, like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> or the bank in the old yeah, days. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. So it was cool. And we ended up using that hearse that a couple cool. times. Yeah. We, we, we turned it into the death mobile. We put big organ pipes, oh. exhaust out of it, and they chased us for... So I forget we're on a dirt track and I was in a sixties I was in a sixty six caddy sixty six caddy uh I think it was a Seville. I don't know what it was. But I was in this big monster caddy and I was we were being chased by death. I think it was our, our Cars for Life episode. That's amazing. That was fun. was yeah. it was it Fury Road where they had a there was a raked fifty nine mm-hmm. in that too? It could be, yeah. Yeah, I just I uh, that and then when I saw that and um the sixty eight three ninety fastback, the bullet car. Is one of my favorites. Do you uh, ever have one? Would you have a Mustang? I, yeah, I, I, I do a lot of stuff with Shelby, and I, I just like Mustang. I mean, I like the Camaros. I like the, the the challenges too. But for the money and for the balance of the car, the, the Mustang's fucking great. Yeah, it's you're into of, that car for under fifth, a five liter. It's kind of amazing what you for can get. Fifty grand, you're under, around fifty grand for a five liter. It makes a lot of noise. You can still get you can still get a manual. The balance of the car is great. You know, I like to come out, but they're tough to see out of. It's like I'm low riding against my will. It, they're all chopped by yeah. the factory, yeah. And the Challengers, they're fun, but that's a big girl. I can't find the corners. That's a wide... No, you can hear them. <laughs> Scream! <laughs> yeah. what, 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 would, what, what kind of cars are you into? Like, what is you... I like old muscle, and I like old... Uh, I like old pre-catalytic converter stuff. I had a... Uh, dirty cars. You like dirty cars. Dirty, baby. I bought, a, I bought the piano car from Top Gear, which was a 70 deuce and a quarter. The piano on the roof? Yeah, the one with the piano on the roof. I remember roof. that. Yeah, I bought that um, and uh, took the piano off. Oh. Well, ah, bri- bridges. <laughs> bridges, yeah. <laughs> took the Super piano Dave. off, yeah. And I uh, I split the exhaust in it. I did. It has the 455 in it. And I didn't put headers in it because it's not that kind of car. Mm-hmm. But I split the exhaust, so I got and there's no cat, so I got two and a half inch pipes. Oh, God, that must rumble. Oh, it gives a nice growl. Yeah. So I got two and a half inch pipes coming at, right out of the manifold and two chrome turndowns under the bumper. Um, the guy who had Does that it, rumble the seat. I mean, you can feel that in the seats, right? Oh, you can feel it in your fillings. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the guy that had we bought it from a drug dealer in San Diego, and he um he didn't he didn't heat the springs. He cut them. Oh, so that's that, the, yeah. that what they did in the old days? He cut them. Mistake. Yeah. yeah. So, so I had a I had I had to go over speed bumps. Tell people why that's bad. Why that's bad to yeah, cut why, the springs? Why it's different? Yeah. You think to yourself, "Oh, I'll just take a link or two out." Yeah, no, but now there's no, there's no, <laughs> it's just bad. There's no give. There's right. no spring in the springs. It's like, why don't you just straighten a slinky? Have fun there with that, go. kids. So, Have but fun yeah, with that, kids. It's a very fun toy once it's straight. Right? Yeah, it's wire. <laughs> that was in Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. I will tell you though, the 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 bullet car is my favorite, but I like the '67 better. So do I. I like it's, that Eleanor even. Yeah, it's it. it there's less, 
It's not as chunky looking. I was going to say, too, it's slender, but it still has the yeah, flair. It, it, they got the proportions right in 67. Because if you look at the 66, the rake of the, the fastback in the 66 was like, it's too too severe. I agree it with that. It doesn't this. I agree with that. And the 68, it would, the C-pillar vent is too chunky, and the, and the body's too chunky. So uh, I like the, I saw a guy do a replica at Barrett Jackson. I forget which auction I was at, but you know, they give me a camera crew. I walk around and I just talk to people. I talk to, talk to cars. I I just, I give me information about the cars and I do, you know, hopefully make people laugh. But a guy did a 67 uh, replica, Uh, Highland Green raised it. It had a Momo wheel in it. He had the big cue ball shifter in it. It was beautiful. What's replica about it? Oh, they made a bullet. A Restamod. They did a Restamod of the bullet car. Oh, but, but they took a 67, not a 68. Okay. And the rest of mods, they work. Right. It's you nice. It, it's know. nice to take a. It's nice not to have drum brakes. I got them on the <laughs> on the Buick. You know. You know. Leaf springs. I'll tell the kids oh, about the no. leaf springs. I don't know. So, but yeah, and that car was that was beautiful. And I was like, that's what I would. I was something like that. I would do. What is your favorite car you've ever owned? You, I'm assuming you that Deuce and Accorda was one of my favorite. Yeah, that Deuce and Accorda was my favorite. Because you know why? My grandfather had that car. It it had uh, so well, sentimental value. Yeah, he had the four door, and I just remember that big piece of body molding that it, it went the length of the car. It had little skirts on the back of it. Okay, and it was it was the ugliest fucking green. Your grandfather's was. Yeah, it was the ugliest green. It was it was terrible. I it was had all right? green car. <laughs> you still here? <laughs> What I tell you. So we get the car on the set. I open up the trunk. I look at the bank trunk lid. It's the same color. It's that factory puke green. And 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 I cranked it over and and just I it, it had a little ticking because I think one of the lifters were ticking. So I'm like, it needs oil and it's just shitty color. This is my grandfather's car. Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah. So I bought that car. Um, I haven't had a lot of cars because of budget and uh, room and, um, you know, the wife. Yeah. She eats every day. Were you a car guy before yeah. Top Gear? Yeah. I can't fix them. I can't. The carburetor, I'm done. Yeah. Carburetor's gone. I had half a shot of carburetor. Here's, here's the reason I like cars. I got into cars because my dad. My dad could fix anything. My dad was, uh, he ran a gas station at 19 years old. He had oh, my God. 40 year old guys working. It. Yeah. Yeah. So the comedy was actually more of the, the No, the comedy was what I could do. Here, here's the thing with my dad. It's like I wanted to be near my dad, and he was always in the garage. You know, he was always working on stuff. So he, I understand cars. He explained them to me. But I don't have that if-then go-to statement, that mechanical ability. So one day, I'm working on the car. I'm not really working on it. I'm doing the best I can. My father's in the, in the doorway smoking a Lucky, and he looks at me. And it's not going well, Jade. It's, oil's yeah. leaking. Blood spurting, wrenches are falling. My father takes a long drag after Lucky, puts it down, he comes over to me. I'm sweating. He puts his hand on my shoulder. He goes, son, you're going to have to get a job. You're going to have to work at something the rest of your life. This ain't it. No shit. Yeah, because you're going to go hungry if you try to fix cars for a living. You're going to have to do something else. And I was crushed that I couldn't be like my dad, but I was relieved that I could stop trying. That interesting. If that makes any there's sense. There's a freedom to it. Yeah, there was a, there's a freedom to to having your dreams crushed, Jay. I think <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> that's one perspective. Yeah. But what I could do was I could be funny. My father was always under stress. He was always uh, just to provide for the family. He, he would tell us. He, he'd be like, hey, listen, I look behind me. There's nobody there. He goes, it's all on me. So we got we to gotta work together. He goes, it's my job to give you a better life than the one I had. 
All right? So pay attention because I'm tired and running out of money. Did he say that? Yeah. There was perfect. No, there was perfect. There was no bullshit That's in my dad. That's honest way to handle it, though. Yeah. My father told my grandfather he's going to marry my mother. My father said, like, Dad, I'm going to marry Louise. That's great. Let us know where. We'll come. Oh, very nice. That was it. That <laughs> was it. Nice so there was no there. support. So I adapted the, and I, I through meditation therapy, I adapted that grasp on providing and doing everything and, and, and having that, that mindset when, when there was no need to do it. But what I could do is I could make Pop laugh. So when I saw that worry, that aggravation, that intenseness of just surviving and providing, I could make him laugh and it went away. You could relieve that tension. Yeah, it went away. And I went, oh, I, I wasn't conscious of it, but I went, that's how I fit in. That's a gift. That's what I can do. I can do this. I can't do this. I can't, I can't gap a spark plug. I, I can gap a spark plug and change the oil, but after that, yeah. the timing belt's gone. You better walk. <laughs> Out of options. I can't help you. So the fact that I realized I could make people laugh and that's how I could contribute, that stuck with me. And at the same time, I saw uh, Richard Pryor's Santa Monica concert on VHS. From the Civic Center. Blew my head wow. off. Yeah, Patty, it was the one where Patty LaBelle opened for him. Yeah. And we went to... Uh, we that, went, that'll blow your mind. That's an impression. I was a kid. I was 12 years old. And I was like, I got to do something with my life. I, I, I can't break into the Letterman set and steal a mic. Someone's already done that. Right. So we went to, uh, I went to one of those parties. Uh, you know those parties you used to go to with your parents where your mother would give you the warning in the car? Like, now your father works with these people. Don't behave like an animal. I never had that. You never had that? <laughs> no, my parents were divorced. Uh, you had it? Yeah. yeah, I know. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them on your way out. Like these are da- these are dad's work friends. Don't embarrass. Yeah, like, that kind about, of yeah, that, that kind. My mother would be oh, like I did that. have that. Yeah. yeah, you would get one. Like, would, did you ever go to like like Thanksgiving at someone else's house or Christmas and your mother? The equivalent. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, you're gonna behave yourself and not embarrass everybody. She was the one who would always embarrass everybody, so I was generally okay. You were all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I was in the shadows of a very big woman. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Personality-wise. I understand, because I my mind just painted a picture. <laughs> no, she's very attractive. <laughs> so I um, I could make people laugh. You don't mind if I just sit back and watch you do it all? all no, it's Okay, fine. great. So I could make people laugh. So that's how I... Um, that's how I felt like uh, That's how you I felt your contribute. purpose. You had, a, you had an yeah, ability. Yeah, and when I saw Pryor... I remember thinking to myself, and I was alone because I we they, they, we weren't we were kids. We weren't allowed in. The adults went in to watch it. They went upstairs to get coffee. I went in. I rewound the, the VCR, and again, standing up, staring at the TV, and I said out loud, Jay, to nobody. I'm like, look what this man can do. Right. Just look. What at, were you picking up on his uh, command of the audience? Just or? he held those people in the palm of his hands. He was communicating without words, and everybody was happy. And for some reason, I saw it. Or felt that I wasn't aware of it, but it was coming through him. You know, channel, yeah. it was just he didn't have an introduction. He walked out, grabbed the mic, and started talking. Yeah. So I was just, I was. It hit me at the right time, and I just remember thinking to myself, I didn't know I wanted to be a comic. I just remember thinking, this is important. This is that feeling again. This is that yeah. Again. This is important. I don't know what I'm going to do with this feeling, but it's the first time I was. I think it was the first time I was ever totally present for the first time and centered. You know, when you're a kid. You don't realize that that kid feeling goes away. God, that's that's a brilliant statement. Yeah. You know. So when you, it, by the way, it doesn't have to. It, like, it, it doesn't have to, but when it comes you, back, you you're a, when it comes back, you're like, oh, I remember this. I yeah. used to be happy, and you light your light again. Yeah, I used to. I used. To, I everything was so clear to me before I married a lunatic. <laughs> what do you need to get the message, lady? 
I'm worried about you. Sorry, every time I do it, she laughs. Makes me happy. It's the, I told you, she's a great laugher. Mm-hmm. A great laugher. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just so grateful that you came over today. Thanks, pal. This wasn't, like I said, it wasn't like an interview type of deal. It was just, uh, this was basically what we did the other day. Yeah, this was us standing around. <laughs> but here, yeah. Looking at cars. Um, I think you're the greatest. I really oh, do. Oh, thank think you, you're brother. Fantastic. I really I I thank you for having talented. me into your home. You're very, very kind, gracious, oh. generous, and... Um, and keep it up. Yeah. And come back here sometime. I'd love and to do the same. This is great, man. This is this the fact that you do this. And one of the things I learned in this pandemic is I really enjoy the feeling of people overcoming shit and just doing this in your house. I did a show in Pennsylvania. Um they set up a tent. First of all, it was right down by the railroad tracks. Italians don't like going down there because we don't think we're coming back. Oh. So we're down there, but there's a big tent and they got these big heaters. And they put on the internet, they say, Adam Farr's coming, bring your own booze, bring your own chair. Oh. And there was people bundled up, and they had flasks of booze, they set up chairs, and they, and they built me a stage, they built it, and I went out, and I had the best friggin' time, just because we were all collectively there, getting, dealing with the circumstances and, and, and having fun together. It was, it was outside. It. We're doing it. Yeah. Whatever this is, we're doing it. There were car alarms going off for five minutes. I had to improv with the car alarms going off because they weren't going to stop. It's not like we can call anybody. Right. We're all here. <laughs> Where was this? Pennsylvania. That's so cool. What was the weather like? Was it cold as hell? Cold. We had yeah, heaters. It, it was cold. I'm doing stand-up, rubbing, wiping my nose. Yeah. Worried. <laughs> That's right. It's what a runny this? nose is what sign. Is <laughs> it's a runny nose is sign. Is anxiety a sign? I get that a lot. <laughs> How about depression in the morning and regret? Does that cause the COVID? <laughs> indecision. He's got the Rona. He's indecision. The Rona. Yeah. Uh, how do people keep in contact with you? How do people follow what you're doing? You're at doing Adam so Ferrara, things. yeah, at Adam Ferrara on all socials. Uh, my podcast, the Adam Ferrara podcast, thirty minutes you never get back. Please check that out. Uh, we're very proud of it, uh, and I enjoy doing it. And through that, I got to meet you. So thank you for having me on. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here. But more importantly, that was that is. <laughs> I thought it was just the Adam Ferrara podcast. I don't know why. There's a subtitle, 30 Minutes You'll Never Get okay. Back. I need, some, I need something to say in interviews to make people laugh in case, you know. So you you do a lot of stuff then in 30 yeah. minutes. I mean, because we just talk for an hour and it flies by because I'm yeah. whatever. But they're not real. They're all longer than 30 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, they started as 30 minutes and I went, oh, shit, apparently. Because if you're doing, you're I wrapping around with the, it like that. <laughs> with the family on both sides. And yeah, everything. that's why I made the interviews about 30, 40 minutes. Oh, all right. So, so it, how long's the whole thing? An hour? It's about so? an hour, yeah. That's perfect. About an hour long. They started as 30 minutes because I did my research, um, and I wanted to talk to people in the cars going to and from work. And I, when I researched, the average commute time is 25 minutes. So I figured, okay, that 25 minutes and 30 minutes, you're going to be, okay, that sounds better. That's a very unique concept. Yeah. The idea, like you're doing the drive, you're doing the morning drive, but with only one person. Yeah. I was trying to do that. That was the original idea. I was like, okay. Why didn't it work? Can I steal that concept? What's up? What? <laughs> Why didn't it work? Uh, a pandemic. People stopped fucking driving oh, to work. Whiz. Are you kidding me? You haven't heard? Oh, yeah. I know I did hear, but that was the d- deal? That's a. Yeah. You should keep that in your hip pocket. That's a great idea. Yeah. I love it. Great. But I think it and now I said it on TV. Yeah, I'll lose this. I wouldn't worry about it. All right, Adam Ferrara, I think you're fantastic. Good I love to see you, you, brother. I love you. I love you, uh, Mrs. Ryan. Adam Ferrara. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Ryan. Thank you, guys. Be All right, well. everybody else, uh, stay tuned. Thursday, we'll be back with uh, from that flat six love affair. Bart Kukins, Kikins, Kukins. 
I mean, Let's yeah. call the whole thing all. Hey, you say Amis. <laughs> Can you be here every day? Seriously. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks so much. We love you at home. Please love one another, and uh, we'll see you out there. You know when you want the B-roll. Thank you.